Hi guys, I'm Yarel Ramos. And I'm Jessica Molina. So we all have those weight hold-up moments in life, those times where our perspective shifts and our hustle changes as a result. Each week, tune in as we chat with a new guest who's on their grind and learn the pivotal moments that shape their journey. You're listening to Weight Hold Up. What's up, everybody? Hey, how's it going? I'm so happy today. Me too. Excited for today's guest. I'm excited (laughs) to be here. Thank you for having me. We're so happy to have you. Yeah, um, guys, today we have Jessica Resendiz. She is a Mexican designer, um, founder, and uh, owner of Raggedy Tiff. I'm sure you guys have seen her all over Instagram because her designs are amazing and super dope. And today we're going to talk to her about all these really important moments in her life that literally made her pause and uh, have a different direction. So I'm super excited for us to share her story with all of you. Let's <laughs> dig in. Let's do this. <laughs> so you were born in Mexico and you were, you you crossed the border when you were a baby. Yeah, uh, my mom was only 17 and I was a couple months baby, seven, eight months. And my mom was living there. It was just me and my mom and, of course, her family and, and parents. And I remember my mom telling me, um, I love Mexico so much, but I just want us to have a better future. So she wrote a letter to my dad and said, at that time, my dad was already working here in the States. Um, he was working at these fields picking cotton balls. And he's like, I hated that job so much. And I rarely had money. And we didn't even have a house. They lived in this like um like a tree and they had a tent it was just really intense so my dad's like let me see what i can do get maybe a better job and save money and get you guys out here and he did it and um of course you know he had to work a lot and i always sometimes like i'm even like even today this morning i just woke up and i said i have to reflect in life you know maybe i don't have a lot but i'm thankful for what i have and it just takes me back to my parents situation when they decided to work hard and bring us here and for a better life, you know? So, right. so do you feel like growing up you had the pressure that you had to become something very significant as a reflection of the hard work and sacrifices that your parents made? Yes, of course. Um, you know, my, my, my dad obviously worked really hard and end up quitting the, the picking the, the cotton balls at a field and, his passion was always architecture and construction. So he started, after that, he started looking for jobs in the construction area. And he's just been working, he's just started from the very beginning from construction to then trying to go to school. And then he got his papers and then he said, I want to do architecture. So he does blueprints now, like four plans for commercials and, and, and houses. It's, it's just unbelievable, his story. That's wow. like a long story. But he worked really, That's really so hard. Admirable. He worked really hard to, to follow his dream. And then my mom was more like, um, well, I, you know, I kind of don't know what to do because I don't speak any English. So my mom worked cleaning houses for a lot of years. And she even worked at restaurants that she didn't like, like Taco Bell. She's like, I never want to go back to working in the kitchen wrapping burritos or tacos. <laughs> like, you know, I just got to find something. And and when I hear these stories about my parents, it just really pushed me to, like, do better and really just follow my heart. Um, they never, they weren't the t- 
type of people that were tell like would tell me you have to go to school to be a lawyer or a doctor mm. um just follow your heart you know we'll support you to like whatever you want to do that's super liberating because i feel like for a lot of people whose parents are immigrants or people who grew up super poor there is this expectation then put on the kids like look it's up to you to sort of get us out of this lifestyle yeah, yeah. And so for your parents to have said and given you a liberty of like, just have a dream and pursue mm -hmm. it and we'll be proud. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But they also like push me. They, they were like, um, they would always tell me like, you know, remember where we come from. You know, it wasn't easy for us to be here and it's not easy to get a lot of things that, you know, we need to get. So we have to work hard. And I remember my mom telling me as soon as, you could get a work permit, you're going to have to work. He's she, At that time, we were good. Um, my mom's like, you don't have to work because you have to help us pay bills, but I want you to learn how to, how to make money, you know, maybe how to save money because you're obviously not going to be with us for the rest of our your life. You know, you're going to have to move on and, and be independent. So she, my mom just pressured me. And mm -hmm. I said, it's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll get a job. So I started working when I was in junior high. And even even at that time, I remember I have always had this thing about saving money. So I had like little side hustles. I always liked doing hair and makeup. I don't like doing it now, but at that time. Although her makeup looks fabulous, <laughs> yeah, guys. You can't exactly. see it, but Seriously. I'm like looking at no. that eyeliner like, give me some lessons. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had to like. I would always go to my cousins. First, my, my test was my cousins. Like, I'll do your, your hair and your makeup for a quinceanera and just give me 10 bucks or 15 bucks. And that sums up because it, was just, it wasn't just my cousin. It was like three or four of her friends, and that would add up. And it just taught me to be, you know, to be a little hustler in, in a business, a, a small little business person because I, I didn't know about business. And... Um, even fashion. I, I didn't know anything about fashion at that time until I had to do my research by myself. So then how did you get into fashion? At what point was it? Because you're doing makeup and, and hair in high school or well, junior high, really. And then did that continue into high school and then you started to get more into the fashion world? Well, it all started when I was eight years old. I'm going to take you back to when I was a little take girl. <laughs> yeah, I'll take you <laughs> Um, it, I mean, I've always been curious with creating and recreating and, and, and wearing really different things. So when I was Were you like that as a child, like, did yeah, you always like to wear random clothes? It like was really weird. Yeah. People would look at me in school. You were one of those kids that were matching. That was just so, oh my God, that was just I was punky Brewster because I would like wear like, I remember like lime green leggings with these, um, or those orange, <laughs> yeah. um, windbreakers when windbreakers oh were God, like popping. Yes. I was like, shh, 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 well, at least you guys weren't like me. I used to like on purpose wear school uniform when I didn't even have to. <laughs> I was that girl that it's like, no, I have to wear my skirt up until like under my knees. And I love school uniforms. And the day Aww. that came by where you could wear whatever you wanted, I'm like, no, I want to wear my school uniform. So at least you girls were cool, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, some, you know, sometimes because, like, I would cut up my clothes and I would make up my own style and people just look at me like, what are you wearing? And I, I didn't really care. I, didn't, I never really paid attention of what others, others until, the, until now. Like, I don't really spend too much time thinking of well, if I'm going to wear something, what are they going to think about me? Mm -hmm. Or are they going to think it's weird or... I just I just go 
I don't know. It's just something from from when I was young. It's it's weird. Did you did you, so at the time when you were wearing things that people were like, "Where'd she get that? What is she? Were you creating your own clothes? Yeah, or was yeah, it yeah. Just, really? Yeah, I would go to garage sales or state sales or thrift shops, and I would find dresses and I would cut it up or put embellishment or so. I that time I didn't have a sewing machine, but I would hand sew. That's how I started. Hand did stitching your mom and teach hand you sew. How to sew or no, you, yourself? No, myself because I had a tia. My aunt used to do a uh, seamstress, mm-hmm. and she used to do um. Pan- she would just do the seams of the pantalones, pants from from my uncle, and she had a sewing machine. She would never let me touch her sewing machine, <laughs> she's like but she's adult. like, yeah, she's <laughs> like, no, you're too small. But I I got so curious, and I started like I wanted to do that, but it, it was very limited back then. Yeah, yeah, so. I just had to find ways to how to do my my own stuff with my hands, scissors and needles. That's how I did it for a lot of years until I saved up money to <laughs> buy my own little to machine. To buy your own sewing machine? <laughs> yeah. That's so dope. And it was used too. It was at a garage sale. Like a lot of my stuff. I mean, until now, and I tell my daughter, it's okay for us to buy from state sales and it, certain things. You know, we won't buy any like underwear. Yeah, or <laughs> or, or blankets and stuff yeah. like that. But certain things like cool clothing or, or something that's very collectible or very rare or different. Does it bother you when, because at the time you're talking about shopping from state sales and thrift stores as a necessity, does it bother you when you see it becoming like, this is so trendy shopping at thrift stores? Um, yeah. I mean, just recently, e- even now what, um, I'll take you to back to a little story. Um, when I started creating in high school, like a lot of my clothing, I loved incorporating my roots and my traditions and, and my culture from where I, where I was from. And I didn't see that in stores. I didn't see that at Target or Walmart or JCPenney or Mervyn's. Back then they had Mervyn's. <laughs> so I didn't see back that. when Mervyn's was popping. Yeah. We had Bradley's on the East Coast. Did you Bradley's? guys have Bradley's? Or Montgomery. What is it? My, my fiance told me about Montgomery something. Oh, Montgomery Ward? Yeah, it was that That like, was a place to be Was that like I did Mervyn's? not know about no Montgomery Ward. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have it in the Valley, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a Valley thing. So oh, okay. East okay. Coast girl over here. Yeah. East Coast. She had what? Bradley's? Bradley's. Bradley's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, back in high school, I, I didn't see that. I didn't, nobody, I feel like uh, most of the people were ashamed of wearing like a, a, a I don't know what you guys, if you guys know what a revoso is, like a scarf, like a mm-hmm. lot of my, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we grew, my abuelita and my grandma grew wearing that and I would wear it like a scarf. Like I wouldn't wear it the way they wore it, but I kind of like made it as a scarf and I made it cute, like in a bow. And then people will ask me, well, why, what are you wearing? Why does it have stripes? And I'm like, oh, it's a reboso. They didn't know what a reboso was, but I made it look like a scarf. But I just feel like it's weird, like back in high school, and that was in 2000, early 2000s till 2005. And then I see it now more like it's it's become like more of a trend. Oh, and, and sometimes it bothers me. So, Jessica, you mentioned a daughter. Yes. Okay, so you have a daughter. She's how old? She's 11. And throughout, you know, she's been with you all these years mm-hmm. that you've started and launched the company. Mm-hmm. How has that been, that juggle? It's been, you know, let me say that it's, 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 it's full of emotions and experiences and challenges. And having a daughter at eight, 19, I was pregnant at 18, had her at 19, had to be the most it, it hardest challenge in my life. And, and I feel like it still is, and it's going to be for the rest of my life. Um because I'm constantly, we're learning, being a mom. She's she's a preteen. She's going to be a teenager soon. So I have to deal with that and boyfriends and dating and makeup, you name right. it. And <laughs> makeup and, 
So um, in the very beginning, I mean, it was really hard, especially when you have all these goals and, okay, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to go to fashion school, and then I'm going to do this in my business. It, it all just came all at once. And I had to pause for a second and say, okay, I either shut those dreams away and just be a mom and, and have and raise my daughter and, and have a regular job or take that chance and go for it you know and then I and I just stood there and I said you know what um you only live once and if I don't take that chance then what am I gonna what's gonna happen right you know so that was your wait hold up moment after you had your daughter <laughs> yeah it's it's and, and I didn't have this time when I when she was part of my life I had to do it for both of us not just for myself but for her future so I decided to still go to college I was going to college full-time and I had two jobs and that school required you to have like internships and it was crazy so you gave birth at 19 and you were in you were enrolled when you gave birth or you waited a year so so yeah so when I was in school you know how you do all the Mm -hmm. uh, applications and and I got accepted to several schools but in my mind I said okay well I want to move out of San Diego and go to L.A. for fashion school because th- where I went to school, FIDM, FIDM, um, at that time, it was a really good fashion school. So I decided to go to that private school. And um, when I say private, it's very, very pricey. And um, I just had to figure it out. Yeah. Wow. That sounds That's so amazing. <laughs> so admirable. I like, know. Like, I remember being a college student and just couldn't juggle four classes. <laughs> And she's over here juggling jobs and um, and a baby. I mean, so then when did the company start? Like throughout all, all this, did you? D- that's when you decided to to like launch your own company, your own brand. It was a few months before graduation, so I graduated. Um, so I took a about a year and a half off because it was a first time mom, and I had to figure things out. And at that time, I was with my daughter's dad, and we both decided that we just needed to go our separate ways. And I just had to figure it out even more. Like, yeah. okay, I have to have a job and I have to find a place and everything. I started school around 2007 and then I graduated in 2011. So it took me a few years for me to, to finish up. But during that time, I had a, I, I remember I had a professor that told me, well, what, you re- what do you really want to do? So I was going to school for fashion product development, which is 50% business and 50% creativity, which is design, sketching, you name it. So then I, I went for that because I wanted to start my own company and I, I knew I wanted to do something with my business. So that's why I took that, that major. A couple months before graduation, we had to do a project and this project was about your, your brand. What, do, what are you going to do when you, you graduate from high school? And I'm, I'm sorry. What are you going to do when you graduate from college? So that's when Raggedy Tiff came to life. And, and a lot of people ask me, why Raggedy Tiff? Who's Tiff? Are you Tiff? No, my, my daughter's name is Tiffany. And when she was little, we used to have these silly conversations about her being so neat, so, 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 so clean. That's and the I, way she is? Like that's she's very clean. Yeah, oh, she's, okay. very, she's very particular and she's very, she's very smart, geeky smart. And um, I would always tell her, like, you just need to be raggedy. Just 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 be a child. Just just have fun. So we just had a silly conversation and it just came to my head. And during that project, I just named it Raggedy Tiff and just stood there and, and, and it's been there since. That's so adorable. 2011. Yeah. I love it. 
At any point, were you questioning your desire to pursue something like fashion? Because anything creative is always a risk. There's there's definitely, you know, it's not like being a doctor or a lawyer where these are the courses that you take, this is the amount of money that you pay, and ultimately, if you find the right residency, if you find the right position, you're going to be set in some way or another. So when you do something like fashion, when you do something like music, whatever it may be, you are saying that I'm going to take this risk and it may or may not pay off. And did you feel at some point because you're like, now it's me and my daughter that I'm looking out for, that taking this leap was right or wrong? Did you have any questions about it? Of course, I, I, I had so many questions, especially after graduating college. You know, I had to pay these loans and, and uh find a job that relates to your major and so what I did is I literally filled out so many applications <laughs> I was ready to just work anywhere in the fashion industry so I just applied and and I worked for I designed for I designed tex- textiles for American Apparel back then mm-hmm. and then um, then I worked for private companies and then we it's just like high-end contemporary clothing so we design and, and produce and did a lot of production so I had a built experience before I really took that lead to really be on my own and have my own business so again we're going to go back to the back in high school when I was mm-hmm. working going to school and having these little hus- side hustles I feel like I took that from there I took all of that and then when I was going to college or when I finished going to college and I started working I said, okay, I'm going to have to get a job in the industry and just have a Monday through Friday <laughs> nine to five job and then f- su- find something for me to do to make more money. And that was Raggedy Tiff, you know, making shirts and, and head wraps and stuff like that. That was my side hustle. That was, m- that's my passion. That was my side hustle, but I needed to have that. I, I had it, I needed to have a secure job and then my side hustle to, to be consistent and, bring income and and me to be okay Mm -hmm. um especially having a daughter I love the fact that you um and like in your bio you know it's like you're inspired by LA culture by Mexican by your Mexican heritage by vivid colors by street fashion by rare fabrics and then you do everything from scratch um how has the city shaped you how has your culture shaped you like you say here and what is uh because it's such a unique brand like, what is your message? What do you want to? Sh- what do you want your message to be? My message is to be different and to be proud of what you're, where you come from, or what you're wearing. Like, don't be afraid to stand. Like, like it's okay to be different. And I always say this to. I recently had this. Um, I was a keynote for a four girls conference. It was very inspirational, and I'm still uh, touched. But I said, different. Don't don't be afraid to be different different is beautiful and I said that to the girls because I feel like a lot of people judge you of what you wear how you look and they don't really know who you are and I feel like bring combining the the road the the different twist of my my designs with my culture I don't know it's just I mean I love it and and so far a lot of people love it so I don't know it's just can you talk about that response the response of the people and what it was like when you first put your product out there? Um, well, I feel like from from years ago, it, it all started from small and from scratch. Um, I was scared to to kind of think 
outside the box. But then I said, no, if, if, if I keep doing what other people are doing, then I'm never going to grow. I have to stay authentic to myself and really do it from my heart and um, just go for it. Arriba Las Mujeres is one of the collections, the collections <laughs> that you have, which I am obsessed with. I'm yeah. like obsessed with it. And it's a, a girl's hand with her nails done. Looks super fly. And, you know, it says Arriba Las Mujeres, flowers. What is What is this... Uh, design mean to you? Uh, this design means so when I illustrated the hand I decided to do different uh, asymmetrical triangles if you see them it's yeah. little different shades of brown so it's a little bit of everything it's like the white skin the brown skin the little darker skin so it's a little bit of everything so that means it's all types of mujeres um, it means force it means being proud to be a mujer and 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 making making shit happen you know and and I feel like sometimes we don't get enough credit as as being a mujer or, or, or independent or businesswoman and um it just means so much it's just a big force of being a mujer what you you uh recently also did this um or you're working with other women here in LA uh, here in California to uh get the national concha day um, which I think is so awesome because we have national day for everything. Today's <laughs> like national pasta day. Today's yeah, really? national yeah, today's national pasta day. When it's day. usually what, Taco Tuesday on Tuesday? Or and, yeah, and yeah. then it's yeah, Taco yeah. Tuesday. Yes, but that's um, that's like a weekly. That's yeah. a weekly, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And then there's like the international donut whatever, day or donut yeah. day, yeah. pancake day. So I mean, first of all, like you you got together with these other awesome women that are doing really, really cool things, right? Like really artistic fun things and that are using social media to to sell and to, and to showcase which one I think is amazing and two now you guys got together with this petition uh to have this this concha day which I feel like sets like a, a cool standard for what our culture represents and what the future is of of Latinos in this country right right um it was a conversation that Karina from Viva Los Cupcakes ha we had last year and we're just saying like why why don't they have a national pan dulce concha day they're so we're i mean we love eating them and they're so loved and we were just having a conversation and then um alicia's delicious from she's she's a cooketeer she does cookies and then Viva so cupcakes. adorable they're so adorable by uh, the way Viva, yeah they're so cute and both of them love their culture so much and then well karina does cupcakes and alicia does cookies and then i do i design so we all had a conversation and Alicia was actually the one that said, well, we need to do a petition. We need to bring it to everyone's attention. We need to have we need to get signatures. We, we need to make this happen. We need to all get together a community, even if, even if you're not Latino. So many people that are not Latino or Mexican and they're signing the petition like you could just go and read their comments. People from Texas, just different different states. It's unbelievable. And I mean, to make that happen would just be oh god we could always start from being a, a california thing and then it could expand to other states i mean we're getting so many attentions from from different states so um we're just gonna keep spreading the campaign so i want to just touch really quickly back on what you were saying about um arriba las mujeres and do you feel like right now your work it's obviously always been very cultural but do you feel like right now it also is a symbol of resistance uh, yes, uh, 
with so much going on right now, I I felt I started this collection this this year during the um, I did it before Women's uh, International Women's Day, mm-hmm. and I said I think it would be something powerful to do something that represents us women, mujeres. So I said let's just do it. It's just gonna be a collection for spring for for that particular Women's March and Women's International Women's Day. And I started getting a lot of feedback and people were loving this collection and it just became like a whole, just, just on a collection. Just, it's just not going to be a, because se- all of my collections are seasonal. So I decided I'm just going to keep it. I think it's going to, I don't know, it's, it almost feels like bravery and, and, po- and, and positive for, for what we're going through right now. I don't know. It's, it's, I can't explain it. It's just. I mean, as someone who just really saw it, it's, it speaks to you in a way where it grabs your attention and you want you feel like fired up by just looking at the image. So I think that that's what's really awesome about it. And I also feel like because it's in Spanish, it can stop and grab people's attention because the image is grabbing. Mm-hmm. And they can be like, what's that about? And then that gives someone a, a place to be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what it means, mm-hmm. like from a translation point of view, but this is also what it means in terms of its significance. And so I love car- good conversation starters. And I think yes. that's, like, that's what a lot of your pieces do as well. And it's, it's you're right. It's such a good, like, statement you know it's, it's a, such a good statement with all these things that you're doing because it's not just Arriba de las Mujeres it's all these other pieces of like your Frida collection mm-hmm. the Calavera collection that you have the Luna that I have a um, collection inspired by Selena but it's just roses because to me yeah. she was a ro- she's a rose in, in my head so it's just a, it's it's just the w- the way of use my 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 imagination is crazy so <laughs> I had to that's it's awesome, awesome. I know Keep using it <laughs> creating beautiful art um, any, any other moments like that in your life, uh, just to, like wrap it up that you l- can look back on and they made you like reflect and you literally had that like wait, hold up moment in your career, in your personal life. Yeah. And it just happened recently. Uh, Please share. <laughs> <laughs> this happened. Um, I always, like I said today, I, w- I woke up and I said, you know what? I need some me time. I need time to reflect. I need time to really, um, really appreciate what I uh, what I've been going through and what I have and on Sunday I did it I was a keynote for a conference for a hundred girls a hundred little girls who are in junior high they were all 12 and 13 and um doing that just opened my eyes like is it is not just these girls that are every like I could just picture all these girls that are going through this around the, not just in, in Orange County or in, in LA they're around the world you know I heard their stories they came to me and asked for advice and and, and and my whole motive and my whole purpose to be there was to inspire them to to really tell them that it's okay to dream big that it's okay to be different that it's okay to follow those dreams regardless of the circumstances that you're going through because these girls just have it tough it is heartbreaking it is and when I left there they all formed a line and they asked me for my signature and then I stood there like why would they want my signature and I wrote a quote every single person that was there I I didn't want to miss nobody 
I wrote a little quote, either it was dream big or never give up or you're beautiful. And then I wrote their name and my name. And um, they gave me a hug and I just hold them really tight and I told them, you're going to be fine. Mm. And then my last, my last sentence when I spoke to them, I said, I'm depending on you guys because you guys are our future. I want you guys to email me in two, five years or 10 years and tell me, you know, you're, you know, from, from what you are going through to in the future, I want you to come and tell me like, you know, cause Where in my head, I'm thinking mm-hmm. in my head, you know, they're going to be okay. They're going to surpass that situation because their stories is just horrific. I just, you know, it's crazy. So such a moment for you to be someone who can impart a bit of hope in a world mm-hmm. that for a lot of them can feel pretty hopeless. Yeah, because you don't, I mean, they're only, they're little girls. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't even think that this happens to them. You know, it, it, it's crazy. So if I could change a little bit in their life and, and, and inspire them, you know, to me, it's just everything. You know, it's it's more than selling 20 shirts or it's more than... Um, having a successful pop-up or event it's to me to see them smile and be happy and and telling me these really nice things it's just everything so I don't know I've just been holding it in these past two days but what a beautiful wait hold up moment you know to like be able to take so much from it on a personal level for Mm -hmm. you but also to be a little beacon of hope and inspiration Mm -hmm. for girls that may have not had it before um, and yeah, you know, it's like our obligation now to pay it forward and to turn yeah. around and help those Do behind part. us, you know, like to younger girls who are, mm-hmm. who would have been in similar shoes that we were at some point or that can relate to us because we're the same color or we look the same or we talk the same yeah. like them. So it's like that, resp- I feel like it's also too like that responsibility, yeah. you know, that all of us have as, as women doing what we love yeah. or, you know, and our different respective fields but also being inspired by the by younger generations and making sure that we we are good we're you know we're a good uh like we said a good example yeah a good way. example so. a mentor because I was telling the 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 girls there like I wish I had this when I was younger mm-hmm. like I had questions and I was curious and I wanted to explore you know back then we didn't have really like the all the technology we have now so I tell them, like, use as much resources as you guys can. And if you guys want to email me, feel free to email me and I'll answer your questions. It'll probably take me a while, but <laughs> I'll email you. And but I'll answer. <laughs> but I'll yeah. answer. And it's just like this, you know, just it's you're just appreciative of, of that you're able to do this and inspire these, these, little, these little girls to uh, just, you know. Dream big. To dream big. Yeah, dream big. Well, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. Do you have any more questions or? No, I'm like on a high from that moment. That's (laughs) that's beautiful. I know exactly, and I think that that just sort of encapsulates what so many people say. It's like they can become the most successful, and it's really about how you're leaving your mark. And it's great to see that you're not only doing that in the products that you make, but also in the lives that you touch. So, Mm -hmm. thanks for joining us. No, thank you. Wait, hold